continuing the series that uh, I'm calling What's Next, How to Dream with God. And, and next week, I really want to talk to you about calling. If you feel a call of God on your life, but you haven't yet figured out what that looks like, I want you to be here. And maybe you think, well, I don't feel called. Well, maybe, maybe there's something that we can say next week that will help you identify. Because the word calling in itself can be a scary word. But we're going to talk about it uh, on next week. And, and I'm just excited about what God is going to do. And I just feel all... All month long, it's to have an altar call, and I'm going to have one today, and I'm going to, to pray for people. And so I want you just to lean in for just a few moments, but I want to encourage you in the Word for just a few moments in the book of Ezekiel, the 22nd chapter, verse 30. One verse says this, And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. I want to talk to you today. What's next? How to dream with God. A subtitle called Get to the Gap. Everybody say, Get to the Gap. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for what you're doing. And God, I pray that you're going to move in an incredible way amongst us today. God, use me. You know how we do this. I can't do this without you. And we just pray that you will just touch and change someone's heart today because of your great word. And we give you the glory for it in Jesus' name. Everybody said, say amen again. The dream of God for your life is connected to what you are willing to say yes to. The dream of God for your life is always connected to what you are willing to say yes to. I shared a little bit of my testimony last week. I wanted to encourage the next generation, our, our, our elementary age and our, our teenagers and youth. I wanted to encourage them about what my journey looked like coming into ministry. And I, I gave the analogy, and Pastor Danny's here. He will tell you all about it because he was a part of it. But the willingness to, to say yes where I thought I was answering the call just to be a music minister, but Pastor Danny would have me do different tasks that was completely unrelated to what I felt the call was on my life. And I was cleaning bathrooms and I was doing all of these things. I was running errands. And, 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 and at the time, I was like, man, this is not what you have planned for me, God. But I was faithful and I continued to say yes. And, and I realized now, years later, and I would not take nothing for it. I wouldn't take nothing for my journey of how God has has walked me through into this season of my life. I'm grateful that I said yes to things that I wanted to say no to. Because listen, you have to be careful with your no. Because your no could shut down something that God is trying to open a yes to you. Because you think it's just one door, but God is gonna, will send you through multiple doors to get to the destiny of your life. And so that's why you think, well, I don't like this job. This job isn't for me. And you, say, you want to say no to this job because you know there's something greater for you. But you have to say yes to this job to get you to the next door so God can open up another yes for you. Y'all follow what I'm saying? So, so you understand that you, you have to know how to say and, and know that your destiny is connected to a yes. I heard this quote the other day. Yes is the hinge that holds the door that opens to you becoming a world changer. A yes is the hinge to the door. If you don't have any hinges on the door, that door's just going to fall down on you. 
But when you realize a yes is the hinge that opens the door, then you can be comfortable and realize it may not look like I think it needs to look, but I'm going to be faithful to my yes. I'm going to be faithful to what God has called me to do. And, and so we're going to talk about that. Saying yes, however, doesn't necessarily mean that it translates to a full-time ministry. Sometimes your yes will be a lifelong decision, but sometimes God will give you temporary yeses. Sometimes God will just say, you need to say yes in this season because I'm wanting to do something in you in this season. And, and sometimes we look, I'm a big picture guy. I like to keep a zoomed out approach to life, to ministry. But sometimes God will want you to zoom in and go, I got to say yes to this. And it may not be the permanent thing for me, but I'm going to say yes because it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a full-time assignment, but it could be a part-time assignment. And in our opening scripture, the prophet Ezekiel received this word from the Lord. And God shared with Ezekiel some sins of the people, some great sins sins and they were killing each other there was disrespect there was this sexual issues and sexual immorality taking place and 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 they have completely forgotten the Lord and and God speaks to the prophet Ezekiel and he says listen I just need someone that will stand in the gap I just need someone that will say yes right now because if I don't get somebody to stand into the gap someone to get to the gap and say yes then we're going to lose a whole generation we're going to lose a whole nation so I need someone that will say yes to dream like God you have to say yes and you have have to be the first to see what God sees. I believe God told the prophet Ezekiel, he says, listen, you, I need you to, to see what I see so you can find the person that will get to the gap and will say yes to the situations that we're facing. And so you have to know that if God is working on your life, you've got to see what God sees. How many people can be honest and you can really ask yourself an honest question? Do you pray a prayer like this? Dear Jesus, let me see what you see. Because the reality of it is, is I'm so busy seeing what I see that I often want my prayers to be leaning toward what's going to help me see what I see better. But how many times do we say yes and we go, God, I want to see what you see. And, and many times we have to understand because what happens is we will get so focused on ourselves, seeing what we see that we have our prayer. We're, we're still praying. We're still going to church. We're doing all the right things. We're checking all the boxes in our life that determines that we are a Christ follower. But the question is, is your prayer life, is, does it say, are you looking at your prayer life and going, God, let me see what you see? Because we start seeing what we see. We'll, we'll, I want to go start that business. So I'm going to quit this job. And God's going, well, you may not want to quit the job before you start your business because then you're going to be hungry. You're going to get real hungry and then your wife is going to be real mad at you because your babies are going to be hungry. And so it may not be wise for you to, well, but the Lord's laid on my heart that I am to start a business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you've got to make sure you're praying, God, let me see what what, what you see, because God, God is like this. Listen, you really think your life is all about you, don't you? I think sometimes we think our life is really all about us. 
And when we made the choice to be a Christ follower, we understood and we adopted the mindset that, listen, this ain't all about me. Now, I believe God wants to bless us. I believe God wants to give us everything that we desire in, in our life. But really, it's not all about me. Look at your neighbor and say, it ain't even about you. See, you were scared of your spouse. I saw you. You were scared of your wife. Come on, just go ahead and look him in the face and say, it ain't about you. It's, it's not all about you. You've got to see what God sees. People that stand in the gap choose a different perspective of life. They choose a different perspective of life because sometimes you've got to understand is you don't choose the gap. The gap chooses you. Sometimes you got to understand that when you're on that temporary assignment and that saying yes to something in your life, sometimes you don't go around looking for something you can say yes to. Sometimes that yes is going to look for you and, and, and point you out and go, listen, I need you to help me with this. For example, that's why that grandma and grandpa, how many grandma and grandpas we have in here? There's a reason why probably that your, your, your grandkids are over your house more than they're at mom and dad's house. It's because sometimes you don't choose the gap, but the gap chooses you. And you just still say yes. And I don't know why I've got to say yes. I already raised my own kids. Now I've got to raise these kids too? Well, but you understand, I've got to say yes to this temporary assignment. Because sometimes you don't choose the gap, but the gap chooses gap chooses you and and maybe you're working a job that you don't like and it it feels like at times you're useless and you're like man I'm way more skilled than this job and I everybody there's no room to grow and why am I doing this well the reason why maybe you're there is because you're the only Christian there and you know they all kind of lining up at your cubicle wanting you to pray for them because you have to understand, maybe I'm here because it's a temporary assignment because it ain't about me. Because sometimes it's not about me getting to the gap. It's about the gap choosing to get to me. And so I choose to stand in the gap. Oh, teachers, God bless all of our teachers and educators that you, you endured a pandemic, online teaching, and, and threat of school shootings. And, and you're wondering, could this possibly happen to my my school, but you look at the students and you see the brokenness in their faces and you hear their stories because kids will tell it all. They'll tell all the mess at home. And, and then you see the emptiness in their eyes and, and you know the stories in their home life. And, and so you show up, you teach, you love, you encourage, and you even sneak in a prayer occasionally. And you know why you do that is because sometimes you don't choose the gap, but the gap chooses to have anybody's attention today. So, so everyone has, has to realize that we've got to get to the gap. Because I just want you just to zoom in a little bit. I know you got dreams and goals and we want to see those come to pass. But you may be on a temporary assignment today. And God wants to use you to get to the gap. In the ninth chapter of Acts, there's a great story about a man named Ananias. And we know that we find that this transformation from Saul to Paul. 
And, and we know that Saul was the Christian killer. He was the mean one that persecuted all of the Christians. And we see that he's on the road called Damascus. And, and he is struck down by a bright light. And Jesus is, he hears the voice of Jesus is saying, Paul, Saul, why are you attacking me? And Jesus tells him, he says, get up and go to the city of Damascus. And where he now, he sits there blinded by the light with no food, no drink for three days, stuck in someone's home. So then we see that Jesus, is, is now he, he speaks to Saul, says, listen, why are you persecuting me? Saul's in this condition. And, but he understands, Jesus understands that Paul, that Saul needs to become Paul, and there's an assignment on his life. And he's not ready to say yes, so I have to find somebody else that will say yes, because Jesus says, I started the work. I got him down. I got him blinded. I got him just quit thinking about himself. And so so now I have them stuck in a house and I just need somebody else that will get to the gap. So there's this man, Ananias, just sitting in his house, minding his own business, watching Netflix, eating popcorn, not doing anything, but just going about his life. And then he reads and then we read in the in, in the chapter in chapter nine of Acts. And it says in verse 10, it says, meanwhile, in Damascus, a disciple named Ananias had a prison, had a vision in which the Lord Jesus spoke to him. Ananias, here I am, Lord. He says, get up and go to Straight Boulevard. Go to the house of Judas and inquire about a man from Tarsus, Saul by name. He is praying to me at this very instant. Listen, if you're going to get to the gap, the first thing you got to get is you got to get up. Everybody say, get on up. Yeah, you know that song. Don't even play. You, you got to get up. Jesus tells Ananias, listen, I need you to get to the gap. I need you to say yes to this temporary assignment of your life. And in order to get to the gap, you have to first get up again. Maybe you just need to get up for the first time, but there's somebody that maybe you need to get up again. Maybe you have fallen down. Maybe you've messed up and you think there's no way God is going to use me because I've done. You don't even know my story. You don't know what I've said. You don't know what I've done. There's no way that I can get up and answered this temporary assignment from Jesus. So Jesus says, listen, you got to get up. Because Proverbs says, for a righteous man falls seven times and he rises again. you got to get up. I don't know if there's a father here. There's a man here today that you're struggling in some areas of your life. And you think you're never going to be good enough to lead that family that God has called you to. Let me just tell you what to do. Get up. Just get up again. And I'm talking to the mother that feels like that you can't do it by yourself anymore. And you're frustrated. You're angry. You just want to, you just always walk around with your fists clenched because you just can't seem to get ahead. But listen, all you got to do is just keep getting up again. Because God has an assignment on your life. And you got to get up and you have to say yes to what God is saying. You have to say yes to my kids. i got to say yes to being a provider. I've got to say yes to making something great out of my life. You've got to get up. I'm talking to teenagers in here. Listen, if you could do anything in your life, you need to do this. You need to know how to get up. Because you know what? Life can be tough. It can knock you down. But you've got to get up. Again, I love the story of Jonah in the last verse of the second chapter. It says, then the Lord spoke to the fish and vomited Jonah 
out upon dry land. The next verse, it says this, chapter 3. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time saying, get up and go to Nineveh, the great city, and proclaim it to the message that I tell you. So Jonah got up and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. You know what would be tragic? You know what the tragic end of this story would be? If Jonah just laid there in fish vomit. If, if he would have just laid there in the mess of his life and refused to get up. And you may feel like that you're dealing with some, your own vomit. I know that's gross. I know that's gross. We can edit it out. Justin's going to do a reel. It won't be this part. But you may be dealing with some stuff. But it's time for you to get up again. You're laying in the mess long enough. You're laying in the disappointment long enough. It's time to get up because God needs you to get to the gap. He needs to get you, get you to the gap. So he says, get up and go to Straight Boulevard and go to the house of Judas. Not only you got to get up, but you got to go too. You got you to understand that getting to the gap requires a forward motion. What is the forward motion of your life? What does it look like? What are you doing? Are you reading a little bit more? Are you praying a little bit more? Maybe you've allowed yourself to pray a little less. Maybe you're not reading the word like you should. Listen, you've got to you have to determine what the forward motion is in your life. You've got to get up and you've got to go to something because you're called to the gap. Jesus told Ananias to get up and to go. And I'm sure, I'm sure it would be a situation to where I don't know what go looks like. I'm sure Ananias goes, Why, where am I going? And you have to understand it's hard to say yes when you don't know where you're going. It takes a whole lot of faith to say yes when you don't know where you're going. But I'm telling you that if you can just say yes and you can get up and you can go, when you take the step of faith toward what God is nudging on your heart, well, I don't know if it needs to be this. I don't know if I need to go this way. You just got to get up. And here's the way I approach things that I'm unsure of. I'm, gonna, I'm up, God. Now I'm going. God, if this is not your will, if this is not your will, turn me around. God, if this is not your will, I'm going to keep walking until you tell me to stop. God, this is not your will. I'm I don't want to be ahead of you, God. I, I want to be right beside you. I, I want to make sure. I bet if this is not your will, you have my full permission to shut this door. I know I went on three interviews, but God, I'm just here to tell you. I'm going. I'm getting up. I'm going. But if this is not your will, you stop it at any time, God. If I get to the last interview and I think I got the job uh, secured and I've already looked at the new house that's going to allow me this salary going to allow me to get but God I just pray if it's not your will you stop it that's the way you get up and you go that's the way you get up and go you just say God I give you full permission to shut the door just shut it shut the door I don't want to get in front of you but I don't want to be so behind you that I can't even see you anymore get up and go get to the gap. And then it says this, get up and go to Straight Boulevard, go to the house of Judas and inquire about a man from Tarsus, Saul by name. Inquire means to investigate. It means to ask questions. You have to inquire. What steps can you make to turn this around? If you're in a mess right now in your life, you have to ask the questions. What's my next step to turn this around? God, I'm inquiring of you. What do I need to do to turn this relationship around. God, what is it about me? Because I'm so caught up in all of the frustration of the moment that maybe I'm not seeing myself. Because God, I'm good at pointing out everybody else's flaws. 
I, I'm, I'm real good about because I, I, know, I know my wife, she gets on my nerves or my husband gets on my nerves. I know it's so easy to look what everybody else needs to be doing right to make your life better. But God, what is it about me? Is there an impure place in my heart that I need to address? you got to ask the right questions concerning your life because God needs you to get to the gap. Say yes and get to the gap. And, and, and he inquired. He inquired of the Lord. He says, listen, I need you to get up and I need you to inquire about a man from Tarsus. And you, you've got to ask the right questions. Parents of teenagers, you've got to ask the right questions. You need to pray every day. This needs to be your prayer. Father, give me the right questions to ask these teenagers. I, I, need, to, I need to see what they're watching on TikTok. And you don't need to be those parents that says, listen, I don't know nothing about no TikTok. I'm just going to stay. You better know everything about TikTok because it's teaching your kids a lot more than you're teaching them. Amen. And you got to say, listen, you, you got to get in there. Well, I just like Facebook. I just want to stay with Facebook where it's safe. Well, you need to get to where your teenagers are. You need to get to where your young adults are. And I know we like to watch church videos of people church shouting and their, and their wig fall off. And we like to share it. I know we like that, but while we're doing that and we're having a good churchy time and laughing about the funny videos that come across our timeline, your kids are in some dark places on TikTok. You better know the right questions. Inquire. You better get to the gap. Stand in the gap for your teenagers. Don't be intimidated by technology. I guarantee you can go to YouTube and there's going to be something that's going to teach you how to, to, to know about TikTok. Do your part. Get to the gap. Inquire of. Ask the right questions. Is anybody getting this today? I pray so. Because when you inquire, your go-to will lead you to a how-to. When you inquire, your go-to will lead you to a how-to. And when you inquire correctly, your when and why is silence for the how. See, if you're frustrated, if you're frustrated with the season of your life because you're stuck on the when and the why, why is this happening? When is this happening? But if you don't ask the right questions in your prayer life, if you don't ask the, if you don't inquire the right things concerning your future, then you will never reach a how. You will never unlock the GPS that God wants to give you in your life. Uh, we all use GPS. Ever we all do. How many people use Waze? W A Z E. Y'all use Waze. Listen, Waze is a trip, y'all. Waze is a trip. Now we have this debate. Holly and myself, we use Waze. Our girls use use uh, the Apple, the iPhone one. And and so we're, we always going back for Waze is better. No, iPhone's better. Waze. Now I almost agree. I told Holly. I said. Waze is on crack. <laughs> Something wrong with Waze. Because Waze, I, the other day we were going somewhere, and I, I mean, it was like I was going down this, this road. I, I, it felt like an alley. Waze has no interest in the condition that I am when I get there. <laughs> hey, where are you going? I'm trying to go to Oklahoma. All right, good luck. But Waze has no interest and in, in always cares about is how quick I can get there. And, and Waze scares me. I put it in the other day and I was like, I said, baby, I don't know if we're going to make it out of this neighborhood alive. It's, Waze has no, it has no, it's not thinking about 
about the, the when. It, it's just thinking about the when. It's not, it's not thinking about how you're going to be when you get there. It's like the enemy. It's like the enemy. The enemy is not worried about, he's just trying to get you somewhere. And so when you're so focused on the when, I need to get there. I need to, I need to, I need to get to this place. I need to open up it. I need to get married. I need to have a relationship. And when you get so caught up in the when, and you will never figure out the how you're going to get there. And, you, and the devil will be like waves running you all over the place. And you're on some places and some dark roads you know you shouldn't be. It's because you're so focused, and I'm so focused on the when and the why. God wants to give us the how. And then it says this. He says this in verse 13. Lord, Ananias, I know whom you're talking about, Lord. I've heard the rumors about this fellow. Lord, can I just say he's an evil man? And he's caused great harm for your special people in Jerusalem. I'm sure Naya said, and Lord, just to remind you, I think I'm a special person too. And I've heard, I done heard what he done done. That he has been authorized by the religious authorities to come here and chain everyone who associates with your name. Can you, you see what he's doing? He's... He, he's having this, this moment, and he's going, Lord, are you crazy? He, he's saying, Jesus, are, are, you, are you crazy? You want me to get up and go to the crazy man's house. And, 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 but I don't, want to, I don't want to get to that gap. That gap is too dangerous. That gap is too messy. I'll, I'll do the church gap. I, I just, let, me just, let me just serve in church. I, I'll fill that gap, but I, don't send me to some cray-cray people. Just, and Jesus says this, yes. I love this. Jesus is so cool. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you got him right. He, cra he crazy. But you must go. Because I have chosen him to be my instrument to bring my name far and wide to outsiders and to kings and to the people of Israel as well. He goes, I have so much to show him. And I bet that probably that eased Ananias a little bit. He's like, oh, okay, so I can go tell him, like, God, that you're going to use him. He goes, yeah, yeah, go tell him you're going to use him. That I'm going to use him. All right, I'm going to go tell him to use him. He goes, oh, but don't, 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 don't forget to tell him this part too. And that he's going to suffer for my name. No, Jesus, I was good. I had my courage built up. I was ready to do it until you told me, I got to go tell this crazy man that he's going to suffer. Get to the gap. Here's another thing. You got you to get up. You have to go to. You have to make sure that you inquire of. And here's the thing. You got to embrace courage. <laughs> There's some things that God is wanting to do in your life that you need courage to do it. You, I, I'm telling you, you need to have the courage to do it. And he, he, he realized, he goes, listen, I got to get up and I got to face some stuff that's scary. I got to get up and say some things that's going to ruffle some feathers. I got to get up and do some things that, that is not in my nature to do. But I understand that if I'm going to get to the gap, if I'm going to say yes to this temporary assignment, then I've got to embrace the courage to say it. I've got to be able to do what you've called me to do and have 
the courage to stand up and walk in that house and look at Saul in the face and say, listen, God has a plan for your life, but you're going to suffer a little bit for it. Don't kill me. I'm just the messenger. You have to have the courage to deal with some crazy stuff in your life. You got to have the courage because you cannot allow fear to remove you from the gap. You got to get to the gap. You can't allow fear to remove you from the gap. I'm closing with this. Is this helping somebody today? I sure hope so. Because y'all quiet. My last point is this. You got to get up. You got to go. You got to inquire. You got to ask the right questions. You got to get your chest out. Embrace the courage. Here's the last thing that I wanted just to encourage you. This is going to get real churchy right about now. You got to lay hands on them. He not only told them, I want you to go. I would have been cool just knocking on the door and just... Yeah, uh, so, Saul, I know you can't see me because you're blind. Sorry about that. Um, But I just want to tell you that Jesus sent me here to tell you God's, that that he has a plan for your life. And and you're going to go through some stuff. But Jesus says, I don't want you just to do that. I want you to lay hands on him. And when you lay hands on him, two things are going to happen. He's going to regain his sight, and he's going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Lay hands on him. And I thought, wow, that's why the gaps matter in your life. And so everybody here, you, you, as I've been preaching, maybe, maybe not, you've been thinking of some gaps. Maybe your, your children, you're seeing something that has shifted in their attitude, something that's shifted in their focus. Grades are dipping. Something's got their attention. You've got to inquire of them. You've got to ask the questions. You've got to get up and you've got to go. You've got to, you've got to have the courage to, to step in that room and shut the door and say, all right, we need to talk. There's some stuff that I see on your life that's not the will of God for your life. And here's what you got to do. You got to lay hands on them. You got to lay hands on them. Now, that's real churchy. But here's why it's important that we lay hands on them. Because the only transformation from Saul to get to Paul was that point of contact with laying hands I'll fast forward. Saul turns into Paul. He's, he writes two-thirds of the New Testament. He's the reason we're here today. He plants churches. We are still here in 2023 because of, of that transformation and because of that man, Ananias, that we barely even know in the Bible that got to the gap. He got to the gap. And, and it was... It was Paul that was writing a letter to his protege, Timothy. And he says this. He goes, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of hands. Paul was saying, listen, I'm a product of hands laid on me. 
I'm a product. I'm, I'm, Timothy, I'm doing all this stuff because somebody laid hands on me. So I'm telling you, let me tell you the secret sauce. Secret sauce is you put your hands on them. Not this. But you put your hands on them. That's why mom, dad, when you're dropping off your kids, when you're dropping off your kids, what have somebody around here? I need, where's Renee? He's my token. He's next door. Okay, he's my token illustration guy. Amari, come here. <laughs> she, she knew I was going to call her. Come here, Amari. Right, she, she's a shy one. Just give me one. I just need a kid. Do we have any kids in this church? Okay, forget it. They're messing up everything. Come here. Somebody just come here. Come here. Come here, Gigi. Come here, Gigi. Linda got up. Come here. So, yeah, yeah. Come up here. Thank you for answering the call. Thank you for standing in the gap, Gigi. Thank you for getting to the gap. This is what you got to do. This is what you got to do. Every morning when, they, when they're getting ready to get out of the car, you just go, hey, have a good day. In Jesus' name. That's what you do, Danielle. You just, in the name of Jesus, put your hands on them. I know we're, we're joking, but you, but you have to understand, the next generation matters. If it worked, if it worked from Paul to Timothy, then it's going to work from Danielle to Gigi. You got to get your hands on them. Here's the altar call. I want the Lord laid on my heart that we are to, to lay hands on hands. Now, this ain't for everybody. If you, if you don't care about the gap, but I'm talking to everybody, stand to your feet. I'm talking to everybody that says, listen, I need to get to the gap and I want to have the courage to, to speak some things. And I just want to just pray for your hands. The ministers are going to come up. They have oil and we're just going to just anoint your hands that whatever your hands touch that whatever you agree on whatever the thing is that you need to break listen we're going to be a church that's going to respond to the gap we're going to be a church that's not going to sit on the sideline and wait for someone else we're going to be a church that's going to say listen i want to be the anointed one i want to be the one to stand in the gap and you may think well i'm insignificant no one even knows me ain't nobody know anias no one knows who anias was there was nothing ever said to him after this story but he was so instrumental that he got to the gap that he said yes to the Lord and we're standing here in this church today getting ready to build a new building that we can be here as an established church because Ananias was willing to lay hands on Saul which transformed him let me say your obedience matters so father right now I come in agreement with every person that is responding to this altar call for the ones that said listen I'm going to stand in the gap for the teachers God that are responding God let them have a subtle way of of even though they're just they're just going through their tasks let God let them just just put their hands on these kids and say in Jesus name God I pray for the anointing on them I pray for breakthrough for them in the name of Jesus God I'm speaking right now God for for people that are going to stand in the gap Father I'm speaking to people that aren't afraid to say listen pick me I'll be the Ananias I'll be the Ananias I'll be the one to say yes God I'll get to the gap where are the ones he said he's looking for someone that will stand in the gap I'm looking for some gap standing 
standards for the next generation. I'm looking for some gap standards that say, listen, the next generation matters, God. I refuse to allow TikTok to teach them, but God, I will teach them. I will be in their world in Jesus' name. I declare it. I declare it in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. We thank you, God. We stand in the gap today. God, we stand in the gap today. Father, for the next generation. Father, I stand in the gap for my future grandkids, God. One day, God, I'm going to lay hands on them. And I'm going to determine that they're going to be they're going to be ones that will stand in the gap for themselves, God. In the name of Jesus. 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 Thank you so much for joining us. I pray that this was a resource and a blessing to your life. Go to our webpage, polc.cc, to connect with us on all of the things that we're doing. And we want to stay connected to you because we believe God has some great things for you. 